Welcome back guys to 11 o'clock with Yuvan and Jihan, the podcast where we talk about life, death and everything in between. Welcome back guys, today we have an interesting guest with us, we have Kavi. Hello, hi. <laughs> oh my god, welcome Kavi. Uh, if you guys remember, Kavi was our first ever <coughs> guest on the podcast and now she's back after, uh, I think she was on on episode 8, so it's been a while. How have yeah. you been, Kavi? I've been great. I've been so good. Surviving. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> how are you hard. guys? We're good. I'm good. I'm good. I haven't checked up on each other for a bit there, but how yeah. are you doing? Jeet? Didn't we just like have game night like last night know. or two days ago? You know what I know. About. Yeah, we don't talk about feelings. We yeah. don't talk about emotions. What e- emotions? <laughs> we yeah. just play games because it's game night. <laughs> really, you would... <laughs> Really, you would you wanna you you wanna claim to be the guy that doesn't talk about emotions, the guy that only talks about emotions. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so everybody been attacking me all day long. I don't know, just something about the brown hair, you know? Yeah, I think so. It's the brown hair. It's just one haircut away, guys. One haircut back to black. Yes, I'm just keep never telling yourself back. that. <laughs> Well, like one haircut back to bald, and <laughs> anyway, moving on. Today we have a we are going to talk about something interesting, something that's actually pretty serious, and something that Kavi has been working closely with for the past few months. And uh, that's the reason we have her on the show because <coughs> we'd like her to shed some light on the issue. So, Kavi, why don't you take it away? I think before I start off, I just want to know like what you guys know about child sexual abuse. Like, do you guys know that this is something that's happening here in Malaysia? Um, I think almost every person, every friend, every female friend I have has told me a story or two about them uh, undergoing some form of um, harassment or abuse, sexual abuse uh, in their younger age. And uh, it has stayed on with them for a long time that it takes them a lot just to come out and tell someone about it. So I know how I may not have experienced it, but I know that it can be very emotionally scarring and it sticks with you for life. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's been something that I've known for a while now, and from personal like I mean just personal like friend close close friends and also acquaintances that I meet. But I think it really came into light when I started following, um, searching about like uh, I start I wrote this article about kidnapping and uh, child trafficking. And that was when I branched out into this whole spectrum of what uh, child abuse is and covers, you know, from the male, from child grooming and stuff like that. But it's it's a very serious <coughs> thing. And yeah, that's that's kind of my knowledge on it. Yeah. I mean, from the research that I've done on, like, child sexual abuse especially, like, the most surprising thing that I found is that um, one in ten children are affected by child sexual abuse. And that's about, like, 750,000 children just here in Malaysia, you know. And we're not even counting like those that don't come out. And most of them are girls and we don't know about the boys because we know that, you know, boys aren't so comfortable with like coming out and saying that we've been sexually harassed or abused by another man or a woman. So yeah. it's it's really scary to just think about that, you know, to know like how many, because it's children that we're talking about here. They, most of the time, they probably won't even know that like it's happening to them. 
how how are we going to like help them to realize these kind of things like this is bad this is something that's not supposed to be happening an adult is not supposed to be doing this to you so that's what we're trying to do you know we're trying to raise enough awareness on this issue so that children would know that you know these kind of things it's not i think when people talk about like we should have sex education in schools it's not about the act of sex it's like the safe touches and unsafe touches of from like your family members and stuff like that that's what that's the kind of education that children need that's how yeah. i feel it is yeah i think that yeah that's a that's going to be really tough just thinking about it on the surface itself we talk about sex education we talk about educating these things uh, of course education starts at home and these are things that uh, parents are supposed to be teaching right but when parents themselves are sometimes involved in this um abuse cases and such then almost the earliest point of which a child can be educated is when it's probably in preschool probably that's 5 but again most child abuse cases happen before that and yeah. so you know like where is the point of uh, intersection like uh, interference where that we can come in and start to educate them and make a change but yeah it's pretty scary to think about actually yeah it is like and the number though 750000 that's mad. i know that's mad right and also like i found also that 90% of uh, children that are abused is done by someone that they know only like 8% are strangers so you know when someone close to you someone you trust your family member is doing that to you can be really traumatic to you you know and not just mm. mentally but also like you know i don't know lah it's just Very scary, you know, to listen to the stories. Even, like, recently, I don't know if you guys read the news that there was a 16-year-old girl that broke the CMCO and the mm-hmm. police caught her. And then she came out and she said she was running away from her house because her father was abusing her sexually. And she wanted to run oh, away wow. from, run away to Kedah to see her mom because the yeah. parents were going through a divorce and everything. And she got stuck with the dad oh, and all that. And then the dad got arrested, lah, but... That's that was scary because this is so recent like I just read it today. Yeah, that is scary because every once in a while something like this pops up, right? Yeah. Something like this pops up where um an uncle has been abusing his niece <coughs> for like a very long time. It's not just uh, one two occasions. They're often recorded when they bring it in trial like almost 90, 100, 100 separate incidents that she can recall. So just thinking about those those things are just representations of a small number and yeah. again you know if thinking that people coming out and actually taking pressing charges is a small percentage then think about the the amount left that has gone un like uncovered you know it's <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh earlier you were talking about how um this is all an effort to raise the awareness so that the children know what is happening you know so that they know how to differentiate what is okay and what is not okay that's happening to them but how far do you think can we teach a child as to what is sexual like what is wrong you know what shouldn't be done to them is i i feel like it'll be a bit difficult simply because they're young right yeah it should be up to the, the people the people like older the 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 adults or Yeah, the people who have the ability to think. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't fall on the burden of. It shouldn't be the burden of the child. It shouldn't to be the child. Yeah. yeah, but I, I'm not saying like only children should be educated on this. It's definitely like everyone. It's not the parents and older kids, kids who go to college like us. We we need to know. Everyone needs to know that this is an issue, and it shouldn't be something that we just brush off. Because 
as much as like we know about it, some people know about it, but nobody's talking about it. You don't see like um case like people talking about raising awareness on child sexual abuse. Uh, even like I've had um, instances where I've tried to talk about child sexual abuse on the internet, and someone actually came up to me and said, "I'm going to sue you." Because you're talking about sensitive issues, and you're going to go to court, and I'm going to find you, and all that. And I was like, <laughs> "What was?" Bring it on! Let's go. <laughs> I know. I was like, Let's "You go. tell me what I was doing wrong, and then like, okay, fine, I'll admit to my mistakes, but you tell me first what I did wrong, and then he just deleted the comment. Yeah, I didn't hear from him after that. Jeez, ridiculous! These are just people who are afraid. These are probably the people who are who condone these kinds of things and just are afraid that they are whatever they are doing, their wrongdoings will get out. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I just but uh, I was so surprised when I saw that. Like, I just I didn't expect to get that kind of backlash. You know, that's that's the problem, right? That's the 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 stigmatize the stigmatization of um talking about these issues. It stems from exactly what you talked about earlier the misconception of sex education mm-hmm. right whenever we say sex education everyone just thinks oh it's education on sex on how to have sex grow up a little bit la my god it's 2020 yeah. you know in the words of the millennials get woke <laughs> you know get woke <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like the people who run this country are so afraid oh. of whatever their so called religion dictates that even the word sex is like haram to them and that shouldn't be the issue yeah. you know it's is a serious topic it's a serious topic it's a real topic it's happening and you know we, we have heard enough cases about how uh, from all religions all the religious uh, what do you call that the priests mm. that commit sexual abuses towards children i i know people myself like people who are who are close to me who are close to me that have undergone this sort of thing and It's crazy to think about, you know, people who claim to be religious and, you know, um servants of God and all that but get they commit such things, you know. Yeah. We should we need to raise awareness of the proper the de- definition and context of sex education and I think what you're doing is is really great. It's a, an absolute necessity. I mean, I'm I'm really trying. It's it's hard. I think even like okay so I'm representing an NGO I'm actually helping out they're called um, protect and save the children so what they do is they take up children who have experienced child sexual abuse they give them therapy they give them protection from their from the perpetrators and they also do case management where they handle cases um in court for children and they've talked to me about how like the system is so flawed and it doesn't help the victim at all as much as there are laws in place and everything it just makes whatever that is in place makes their life a lot harder to get what the victims need justice and everything you know it's just really hard for them <clears throat> and a yeah. lot of these children that are affected come from really like low economy you know families and they don't have the money to be able to go to court and they're trying to find lawyers to like represent these children and it's just it's really hard and also like even with this NGO they recently they've had troubles like raising funds so they had to close down one of the therapy sessions they had play therapy for children but now they don't anymore because they couldn't afford to run play therapy sessions so that's why that you know I was really grateful that I got the opportunity to like help them out whatever way that I could because they said they really tried to like especially talk about child sexual abuse and they said that it's just 
they talk about it and then people just don't do anything about it. They just either don't show up or they show up and then they just disappear. Another thing is that... You know what? Hmm? Sorry, go on. Go on. Um, a lot of people that work with them also, they train them for like a year, a few months and then they just don't show up or so they just leave they because they feel like another thing is when you're working with children who are sexually abused i guess it takes a very like an emotional toll on you at least you know and it's hard but they're trying to find a lot of like a dedicated people that are willing to help these kids and i don't know we're doing our best lah really trying uh, you were you were saying about the the cases earlier and how you know the other people go through a lot and uh it it takes a lot of time to um, recover or not maybe they may not even recover yeah. you know and uh, i just wanted to point out that you know in our culture it's almost as if like the victim is blamed for what has happened and she is then later on stigmatized i say she because majority of these cases of this uh, of these issues happen to women happen to young girls mm-hmm. and you know she is given the image that oh you uh, you are spoiled uh, you have been uh, what you have been ruined la you have been uh, uh, no one is going to marry you la yeah. or that kind of uh, indian traditional conventional mindset it just makes it so much harder so much worse for the victim you know i agree yeah i mean like i've not gone through like anything that traumatic but i still face those kind of things you know and it's Even when you're not doing anything you're going to get something from your family and you know your culture and everything it's really hard so i you know it's really brave of these kids to like come out and you know speak out tell the world you know that something's wrong is you don't know yeah actually something i didn't know you were mentioning earlier that i th- i always had this impression that the state would actually be um representing the child in a case of like abuse but it's but i didn't realize that they would actually need to hire their own lawyers for this for their cases apparently so i thought so. the state would be taking charges like you know like in a criminal case the state the state would be representing you against the defendant i think a lot of the uh, she mentioned that it's because um the victims come out too late and the evidence isn't there to support the accusations right. So there's nothing yeah. much that I, I, can be done. That's yeah. the I think I think the the difference is that if it immediately happens and mm-hmm. um the person uh, uh speaks out and then you know the the, the state can take uh, a I can take custody of the child and all yeah. of that but if say uh, it's been a while and now you want to speak out you have to create the case. Yeah. You have to bring out the evidence, you know. And for that you need a lawyer. Right. Cuz and that's a good seg- that's a good uh that's a good segue to the to the me wanting to share the procedure for handling this kind of cases so just i think it's important that we all educate ourselves on what are the necessary steps that we should take and so that you know if it happens to somebody in our circle uh, touch it and and then and we know what should happen so of course the uh, first things first you have roughly 72 hours uh, from the incident time to when you have to have it reported and everything so you can go and register yourself or like be brought by a parent or even call an ngo like the one that you're working for working with or just walk into any general practitioner hospital uh, or clinic even and you go and report that this has happened so then they will give you a referral letter and that will take you to the emergency department in hospitals uh, where they will call the relevant specialist and if not they will call the oscc which is the one stop crisis center uh in the country or the uh suspected child abuse and neglect team these are under the government hospitals themselves so then they will call the necessary uh, practitioners to come and um 
observe and examine the, the kind of abuse and the extent of the abuse proceed uh, proceeding with treatment and such and then that is, is when is they, there like a hotline sorry so is there like a hotline like a, uh, a i don't hotline? see a hotline here i'm on the guideline from the ministry of health website but i don't see a on a, a, a number on this but i will reference a hotline i'm sure there is one yeah that um, actually malaysia actually provides a lot of like hotlines for people for children who have gone through these kind of things there are hotlines for it right okay and so then then from that point on then there'll be a jkm a police report then followed by them taking charge or um when it comes to discharging the child from the hospital it will there will be decided based on the extent of the abuse whether it goes back to the parents uh it goes to a child in uh, informed child protector or the police child protection unit uh to be conducted with interviews and further on but key key points are is that uh you have 72 hours for it to happen because it has to be done urgently for the mm-hmm. state to take charge and this one because any more then it's going to be hard for the medical officer to conduct examinations and stuff yeah yeah um, you know as as much as you know there's like bad sides to this uh, Malaysia honestly has done the best they could like it could do better but they've done a lot to like um I'll disagree so I think I think we are way back compared compared to other countries honestly compared to other countries like we're not doing that bad we could do a lot better definitely there's so much that we, we could do I think it starts by us um making child marriage a crime in this country. Oh, oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> why why is that even a thing? I was so angry. Why? <laughs> Who thought that was okay? We have all these laws, you know, against so oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know. And then there's child marriage. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. What? <laughs> you would think that, you know, we have made some kind of progress that we are moving towards a more uh a more open and understanding, a more progressive society and then here we are in Malaysia with laws like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hotline by the way is one five triple nine guys one five triple one five triple nine. Yeah, we should make a a video with the number one five triple nine written on on our hand. Oh, that'd be oh, yeah. so cool! It's like yeah. a trend, you know. Trend. Can we do that for for my channel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we will definitely. Definitely, because I'll get the the goal of the channel, which which I said uh, on the first episode, is to raise awareness on these kinds of issues. So, so nice. like, I would love to have you guys come and talk about these things, and yeah. I feel like it's a good platform. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty scary, lah. It's but that is another thing, guys. <laughs> There's another segue. There's a sneak preview to what's upcoming in um, Jian's life. <laughs> uh, so excited for keep, him. Keep, keep refreshing your YouTube pages, guys. Keep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nothing big it's nothing big but anyway uh kavi i wanted to ask you yeah. so now that uh so now that we are we are raising uh, awareness we are tra- we are trying to form uh campaigns we're trying to uh spread the word out there that uh, you know this is what you can do this is how we can uh help curb the issue um how would we deal with the kind of um the traditional conventional mi- mindset that still exists in Malaysia within certain families and uh, certain groups of religious of uh, how do you say like 
they are religiously inclined and yet you know they still perform these kinds of things right uh, to them it doesn't matter to them it's within the family you know i've heard i've really heard excuses like oh it is my family you don't have to get involved yeah or sometimes the father tells the daughter you know uh, this is just be, this is just among us you need to go out and tell anyone yeah. you know how what's the step that people like us can take um to reach out to these people i think uh, um we have to break that shell you know once once we break that shell there's going to be chaos there's going to be a storm everything's going to happen but once you break through really like it's it's a start it'll start something and eventually you'll calm down and they'll realize like what's happening how we want to reach out to these people we have to make sure that they feel comfortable enough to talk to us basically we have to they don't want to talk to other people because they're scared they're afraid that their family is going to know people are going to know what's going to happen like uh people like our culture especially people from indian families and conservative families they bring this mindset of like whatever problems that your family faces it's a family problem you don't bring other people come inside our family and talk about the problems or it's our problem between us so when when you live in that kind of mindset you're forever going to be like that you feel like you need to build these walls because it's a family thing i can't talk to other people about this people are going to look down people are going to talk bad about my family So what we need to do is we need to make them feel comfortable. We need to make it seem like it's okay to talk about it. I if more people come out talking about these kind of things, maybe it'll inspire someone to, you know, talk about it also. But yeah, which are sexual which are sexual abuse is hard, you know, because it's children, yeah. handling children and Exactly. But I think yeah, the transparency has to be there. Certain sense of transparency has to be there. A transparency, yeah. and i think i just thought of something that i thought would be pretty cool because most i mean the way i see most parents raising a child now is you know if they want to get them to like keep quiet and stuff they just binge let them binge youtube and stuff right i think that would yeah. be a good platform to incorporate some of these teachings uh into the content that the children watch as well so that they get grasp an idea because if it's going to be an in- a problem to inter- like like get involved at an early point then i think entertainment is one of the easiest way to get involved you know like shows like peppa pig and stuff like that should 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 at least touch on this topic like that you know breaking it's it, it it's like a uh, two two stones with one bird you want break the stigma and the second thing you're also accomplishing um did i say did i say the thing right okay yeah. <laughs> um you are sure educating the child and also breaking the stigma of how we should handle situations like this but i think it is important it's to some extent you know that there are things like you know being careful when you hire babysitters be careful with who takes mm. care of the child um you know and like and stuff like that but i don't know um recently another thing has been popping up is you know them having a uh, indoor cctv cameras and mm. child monitoring cameras to have ma- to make sure the child is always being uh, surveillance and stuff but i think there has yeah. to be some serious actions taken to to keep, make sure there's accountability Um, yeah. at first hand and then of course the next step would be to educate and aware so that people know how to handle their yeah. themselves you know you uh, when i like what you said about uh, the internet right? i was just I, i was actually thinking about it at yeah, the same time uh, great minds think you like what's <laughs> always in sync but you know i was just thinking there's so much access like right now even to children there's a lot of access to uh, the internet and content on the internet that I think these sorts of um forms of awareness should be out there 
easily accessible for children, for children. Mm. so that you know they are the the new generation is learning very fast like at that age we didn't know how to freaking solve rubik's cubes but they're on their ipads you know yeah i mean it's a bad comparison but you get my point <laughs> people know how to turn on hotspot and then use <laughs> i know yeah but yeah. you know here's the problem with um making it accessible for children especially in cartoons and those kind of things right i feel like a lot of parents don't like it when these kind of things are shown to children they feel like my children doesn't need to know these kind of things if you tell them then they're going to know about it then they're going to do it that kind of mentality oh my that is like every indian parents mentality ever it's just it needs to change it's it's what's causing the problem not the so it's i think uh it's about time that uh, we teach parents as well that exposing your child to awareness and education is not going to it's only going to help your child move in the right direction yeah. absence of that education is much worse than anything else you know yeah we have a long way to go la but you know we have to it has start to start somewhere and it yeah. has to take some big strides immediately yeah um hey, we ch- are the change right we yeah the change yeah i i am actually showing my like parents the child sexual abuse videos and stuff and like showing them that this you know this is happening because my mom is a primary school teacher she handles children so she knows children well and i feel like she will benefit from this and she she's i'm so lucky to have a mother like my mom because <laughs> she's so open she's like oh i mean yeah this is important and she wanted me to come tell the children about it and i'm like i don't know how to do that because when you're talking to children it's different when you're talking to like you know like our age and stuff it's it's you use words to communicate what the message that you're trying to say but with children it doesn't work like that it's not just messages it's i don't yeah. know it's the way you speak but you know what for what is what i think you're really great with children i think you should go ahead and just try talking to them you know if if anything it's better doing something than like, doing nothing yeah yeah definitely yeah and i think with i think i wanted to bring up one more thing uh, which is another big issue that i recently learned about is about a child sexual grooming and how there are predators out there who try to somehow get involved in children especially through technology i think um, i watched this video i think it was in 2016 about where uh, a 12 year old child had a WeChat account and there was a sexual predator there who found her and manipulated mm. her to come out and hang out with him and to which point where he was actually being according to her she was being very polite over the phone and everything but when he was in person he was very uh, mean and rude and he raped her when she was 12 and she was taken to a center this is i think this is how the government handles it she was taken to a center to uh, either abort or give birth to the child i'm not sure how that plays out and then she uh, then given back to the family and that same incident happened to her again when she was 14 with another individual um and this time when she was 14 she was fit to give birth to the child so she was not allowed to abort the child and she's actually in a center or waiting for her to give birth then the child will be given away for donation to adoption not donation i'm so sorry uh, for adoption and then she will be sent back to her family to resume her school life and stuff but it is insane that is crazy it is insane i know i know you, but you it, know people people want to stand by their abortion law so much that they're willing to go to the extent oh of ruining a life you know i just wanted to point out like look at south korea right now they just just legalized abortion 
and it's yeah. a it's a big step forward for the women it's there it's a big step for and south I, korea you know <laughs> for their yeah. culture malaysia take example know. you know child marriage abortion what how it's 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 funny how it's ridiculous to us like that idea that you allow child marriage you you ban uh, abortion it's, yeah. it's 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 it doesn't we can't we can't logic it but somehow it sounds logical to the people on top <laughs> me trying to figure out how people support trump me trying to figure out <laughs> but it's uh, insane right when when i think about these things and that is another thing that i want to touch on it's that you know if you're a parent or if you if your cousin if you elder sibling anybody just make sure you know what your child is up to on the phone guys and on yeah, the internet just oh, make yes. sure you're aware of the accounts that they have who are they interacting with because you never know what could happen and who could get who could find them Yeah. and approach them because it is scary to think that you know uh as a kid it's not very you're very gullible and so everybody's a friend to you and mm-hmm. i has it is important there have been a lot of arguments against this uh, recently saying that oh you're disrespecting the the privacy between this and that and all but i don't i don't uh, but i think that at at some point there has to be a transparency when when the child is young enough Yeah. And when yeah, they don't up, know better. Up to a certain age, you know, like maybe like up to the age of 18. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. You need to have some kind of monitoring yeah. like system, you know. Online grooming is such a big issue and people need to know, you know. You can't just let children do these kind of things. If you guys if you guys are interested, there's this YouTuber called Mama Max. He talks about um child predators in the internet and he tries to track them down and everything. His videos are so nicely done, so good and it's he has such a deep and soothing voice it's so nice his videos are really well done and he talks about these kind of things it's really good um, what he's doing do is really well how do you spell mama max again m a m a x while while you went searches for him on youtube i also wanted to point out you know i think it's okay for parents to have the sex talk with their child as awkward or as hard as it may seem it is way better coming from you than coming from some dude on the internet i'm just saying yeah exactly uh, i i don't know if you guys were given the sex talk i wasn't i wasn't i was just chose to ignore it <laughs> but it's it should be a normal thing like it's something that we watch on in movies you know parents talk about it like the honey and the bees and everything but we don't get that kind of talk you get yeah, i still don't know no. what the honey and the bees mean i still don't know <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I the only thing that I got and I feel a lot of us get is like oh whenever there is uh, a scene that's even a little bit sexual our parents just like tell us to look away or they are like chee chee or they are like oh just fast forward la just fast forward and then yeah. you know what happens it doesn't teach a child anything except to be curious mm. and to go searching for these things mm. him or herself yeah. <laughs> and that's mm. the problem and they I don't know this this whole thing it shouldn't be something shunt you know it's 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 a normal thing. We all it's do biology. it. It's yeah, human it's biology. Yeah, I get that it may be hard. I get that it may be difficult for some parents, especially like um parents that are conventional, but I think it's about time that about we take the step forward. And uh I know that when I have a child one day, I will have the talk with him, her or them. I will have to talk and uh there there is a right way to do it and there will be a right time to do it yeah. and you will know it just have it respectfully have it uh have it calmly you know yeah i think yeah. it's about time we treat start being child. a friend to our child you know yeah treat 
Treat them like equals. Yeah, that's another thing, you know, like something that was really stressed on and something that I try to stress on is that parents need to release that idea that they have ownership over their children. That, that That's such a bad thing to do. Your children is not something you own. You're trying to raise them. Th- I, yeah, you don't own their lives. You're bringing their lives into this world and grooming them to, to for them to fulfill their lives, yeah. their goals, their dreams. You're and, supporting you know, them. It's not what parents are it's doing. That kind of, it's that kind of ownership mindset that leads these so-called these Indian men to be so uh, what's the word uh, to be Authority? so uh, possessive yeah. over their mm. their counterparts. Mm. Yeah. You know, isn't that, I, I see it with my own eyes. Isn't that theory where like Asian parentship technically look at their children like their assets? I mean, like an investment. Where they breed I mean, them so that when they retirement, <laughs> this is their retirement solution. <laughs> I mean, did you watch Crazy Rich Asians? Wasn't that the whole plot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop <laughs> surprising, love. But there's something that needs to stop. Like, that kind of mentality ruins a child. It's just the different forms of ideologies, you know. Like, the Western ideology is more individualistic. So, uh, every person for themselves. So, they teach you, they groom you to to take care of yourself. But uh, in more Asian countries, or, and especially Southeast Asian countries, we are very collectivist, right? We view all, we identify not as individuals, but as a group of people. So, that's why there's such a thing as family money, family property, yeah. family uh, honor and dignity. And that's why that they treat their children like they are their assets, like they are the people that are going to take over their wealth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of grooming them to make their own wealth. Yeah. But I think, I think it'll be, I, I'm supportive for neither, but I like the idea that, you know, you get the good out of what the Asian, I mean, the Eastern ideologies are, and you get what's the good out of the Western ideologies are, and you create this new hybrid sort of a thing where you give enough, enough respect and importance towards the family and also the enough freedom to, make choices mm. for yourself and, and have the freedom of deciding what you want your future to be. I think that's, yeah. that's a very nice idea. Yes. Yes. I, it's the whole point of, uh, I, I think I, if I'm not wrong, I'm quoting Karl Marx here, but uh, it's when there is something good, we call the thesis. When there is something bad, they, we call it the antithesis. And then you form, you merge the best of both worlds and you form the synthesis, <laughs> which is the way society progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't know if I'm right about Karl Marx, but I think I'm right. I heard, it's weirdly enough, I've heard about this as well. <laughs> for me, la, it has to be Words. from you. <laughs> it needs to be cited and referenced. <laughs> Make sure to include where it in your I get all my, Where else do I get all my psychology news? <laughs> <laughs> it's more sociology news. You get your facts right, but, even. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just uh, just sort of summarizing it, it's it's when you when you see a problem, when you if if it's a part of your culture, but you realize that in today's world it's a problem, find a way to evolve, find a way to make it better instead of just trying to retain what's what has been carried down for so many years. Yeah. I know there there is a certain uh, urge to you know retain the culture. We've talked about this uh various times like uh, a lot of times on the podcast but there is a need to adapt to the times you know yeah and i like that i like that idea i like that idea of not just looking at how we live now and be satisfied with it but think of what's the next step yeah and um, i think that's very important because things like child abuse things like child marriage and all 
it's time that you know we 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 leave that in the past yeah. and we move to a better society and if and the takeaway for this episode should be you know watch out for your family members and friends uh to put an end to this and also educate everyone uh, you know yeah so um about uh, that's about issue. it for today's episode and, guys uh, we hope you found yeah. it informative and we hope you enjoyed it kavi do you have any last words for us uh no <laughs> thank you guys for, uh, for having me today I feel really grateful for being here Thank you thank you. All right guys. Thanks okay. thanks Kavi for coming on to the show. We, I, I think you and I both learned uh, a lot from you and uh, yeah, I uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Till to till tomorrow, tomorrow guys. Tomorrow guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hey, can you hear me?